0: and uh so i want you to get ready if you're if you're watching on live stream or if you're here and you have not liked our facebook page do it we are at christian worship center of cutler dinuba and throughout the week we we will be posting uh things related to this message or even additional information regarding the theme that we are uh, sharing about today that way you can continue to rehearse the truth that we're communicating you can renew your mind with the truth from the word of god it's powerful so if you have not liked our facebook page do that christian worship center of cutler Dinuba. well i'm so glad that you are ready to receive because i am ready to deliver we're going to continue our series from the ashes from the ashes and today we are going to focus on this thing because the truth be told sometimes our lives can feel like they are a disappointing pile of ashes we can be broken shattered and destroyed however the good news of jesus life death and resurrection is that we can experience new life. Our lives, no matter how bad before, are are never irredeemable. Said another way, you are not broken beyond repair. You are not broken beyond repair. But this isn't just a series for the broken and shattered. This is for anyone who wants to grow in their knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ. As I shared with you last week, each week in this series, we are looking at one aspect of Jesus' life and ministry during his time here on earth and what we can learn from him. Today, our focus is on humility. We're focusing on humility. Once upon a time, a rider came across a few soldiers who were trying to move a heavy log of wood without success. The corporal was standing by just watching as his men struggled. The rider couldn't believe it. He finally asked the corporal why he wasn't helping. The corporal replied, I am the corporal, I give orders. The rider said nothing in response. Instead, he dismounted his horse. He went up and stood by the soldiers, and as they tried to lift the wood, he helped them. With his help, the task was finally able to be carried out. Who was this kind rider? The rider was George Washington, the commander-in-chief. This is a story of, that serves as an example of humility that invites our admiration of George Washington and conversely, our disdain for the arrogant corporal. A story like this doesn't need any explanation because we all understand what's going on. We know because there are times in our lives when we've acted more like the corporal, than we care to admit. We want to be humble, to be helpful, to think of others more so than we think of ourselves. And today we get an opportunity to learn from the example of Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who humbled himself and conquered death so that we might experience abundant life. As admirable as the example Set by George Washington in this story is. The reality is that we have an even greater example in Jesus Christ. Who humbled himself and served others. In the gospel of John we find the account that reveals an example set by Jesus. In which we see him demonstrating what humility looks like it's found in john chapter 13 and i want to invite you to take some time this week to read john 13 verses 1 through 17. take some time this week to read john 13 1 through 17 on your own i'm going to reference some of the verses there but we're not going to read all of them because it's in this passage that we discover several things about humility as demonstrated through jesus the first of which is this people of humility serve because they have a heart to not because they have to let me say that again people of humility serve because they have a heart to not because they have to we read this in john 13 verse 1 concerning jesus Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And watch. And now, say now. Now he loved them to the very end. Now he loved them to the very end. What we see here is John is relating to us. That Jesus loved his disciples to the very end. And then he shares with us the account when you read this chapter of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. So that infers to and it reveals to us that Jesus washed his disciples feet out of love. He served their need out of love. Listen, if what I'm doing for God is out of a motive, apart from love, then in the presence of God and before God, what I'm doing is nothing. It has no value. Because as his child, as a representative of his kingdom, he calls me to do what I do out of love. Why? Because he himself has done what he's done out of love. We see it in the incarnation. God becoming flesh in the person of Jesus but we also see it in the father's heart because the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him will not Perish but have everlasting life. What God has done for us, He's done it out of love. And so, if I'm doing something for God, but it's not out of love, the Bible reveals in the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, it's nothing. It's just like a gonging symbol, and it means nothing. And so, it's important that I understand that if what I'm doing is because I feel like I have to do this and not because I have a heart to do it then I need to check myself Would you tell your neighbor you need to check yourself? Yeah, sometimes we got to check ourselves to make sure that what we're doing is out of love because if it isn't It's like doing nothing It will not be rewarded And so Jesus reveals that people of humility serve because they have a heart to, not because they have to. Another thing that is revealed through Jesus concerning humility is that people of humility choose towels over titles. People of humility choose towels over titles. The Bible tells us there in John 13 verse 4, and then verses 13 to 14. It says in John 13, verse 4, and then verses 13 and 14. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, and wrapped a towel around his waist. And then it says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You ought to wash each other's feet. Now, I was reading this passage this week, and the Holy Spirit revealed something to me as I was looking at what Jesus said there in verses 13 to 14. And this is what he shared with me. Jesus is teaching us that a title doesn't exempt us from serving if anything, a title calls us to demonstrate exemplary service. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you ought to. But he says, but take a note, take note. Your teacher and Lord is the one who took a towel to wash the feet. It's your teacher and Lord, the one with the title who took The time to find a need and meet it. I believe, Church of Jesus Christ, CWC Life Family, that if we truly are being elevated by God, then we need to understand it is not so that we can reach a status of feeling that we've arrived. It is so that the higher He lifts us up, the more we will take the time and initiative to demonstrate what he looks like through our service. This is why I'm not impressed when somebody comes up to me and says, Oh, my name is so-and-so, and I have a Ph.D., and I have a B.S. Yeah, you do if you don't... I have a B.A. and a A. (laughs) B.S. I'm not impressed by titles. I want to know, do you also gird a towel? Because especially in the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, are you leading them the way that they should be led? And are you following the example of the one who called you? You see, this is not about Pastor Angel not about you this is not about building a monument to somebody it is not about you and I reaching a status where we feel like we've arrived listen in the kingdom of God we never graduate from being servants of the Lord Woo. Woo. pastor's bringing it today oh you better believe I am And then Jesus teaches us that people of humility choose to stoop instead of go with the group. People of humility choose to stoop instead of go with the group. Did you notice in John 13, while everyone else remained seated to be served, Jesus stooped to serve. I mean, they knew because back in their day, they didn't have asphalts on their roads. There were dirt roads, and they wore sandals. They didn't have the luxury of possessing pastor angels' shoes. I mean, I got more shoes than my wife. I love shoes. Okay, I love my kicks. I do. I love kicks. I do, and I I, I like to. Yeah, that yeah. They didn't have these. They didn't have vans. You got on cameras some people... They had sandals. They wore sandals. And when they walked down their streets, they would get dirty. Their feet would get dirty. And so it was customary when you would enter a house, they usually would have a servant there that would be ready with a bowl of water and towel to wash the feet of the guests that had come in. So they come up to this upper room... And they all go and they sit themselves down, and only Jesus took the initiative. He saw the need and he met it. The one with the title took towel. He didn't go along with groupthink. He went along with what does kingdom think? Now, let's go to another passage in Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 through 11 to learn more about humility through the example of Jesus. Philippians 2, 3 through 11. And I'm going to read this. Philippians 2, 3 through 11. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This biblical passage reveals several more truths about people of humility that was exemplified or illustrated by example through Jesus. First of all, it shows us that people of humility choose differently. People of humility choose differently. What do you mean, Pastor? There in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, the first part of the verse says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. People of humility choose to live selflessly. Selflessly instead of selfishly people of humility choose to live selflessly instead of selfishly people of humility choose to impact others instead of impressing others through investing in them that's what paul's referring to in verse four when he says don't look out only for your own interest But take an interest in others too. You make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. We are called to make lives in the kingdom of God. And it can only happen when we have that attitude like Jesus of choosing differently than society does. The world says, look out for number one. That's not the way of the kingdom. It's the humility of Cal Ripken Jr. Who knows Cal Ripken Jr. or heard of him back in the day? He played baseball, professional. It's the humility of Cal Ripken Jr. which attracted so much fanfare for his accomplishments in baseball. Ripken played in an astounding 2,362 consecutive games. That means he didn't miss a game for 17 years. That's an unheard of record and accomplishment. After he retired, he was interviewed and he was asked, what was your greatest accomplishment? Ripken said this, I caught the last out in the World Series. When asked why, this is what he said. It wasn't a great catch. I didn't dive. I didn't do a cartwheel and throw the guy out at first base. People's mouths didn't drop open on the play. We all want to be part of something bigger. We all have our little jobs that we have to do as a member of a team. Everybody has their individual responsibilities but they all have to come together for a main goal. So the most fulfilling moment I could ever have was catching the last out of the World Series, knowing we did it, our team won. Isn't that great? He didn't list any of his Hall of Fame credentials. His only comment was being one part of a bigger picture that's a picture of humility and it's an important attitude posture and way of living to god during my devotional reading this past week i came across a verse that spoke to me in the old testament it's found in numbers chapter 4 verse 24 numbers 4 24 and it reads These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. As I meditated on this verse, I began to write in my journal what this verse was saying to me. And this is what I wrote. There were those who were assigned to general service and carrying loads. There are those today Who are gifted and called to serve in this matter within the body of Christ. Without their service that some would consider lesser, the greater service would not be possible. I'm grateful for the special servant-hearted people committed to do the grunt work that is necessary for the greater work to be carried out they truly are carrying out a great task. This morning, I want to give a shout out and a big thank you to those of our CWC Life family who like Cal Ripken, focus on the bigger picture and they serve like the Gersonites. Here at our Dinuba campus, we have people who serve week in and week out with the bigger picture in mind. People like Crystal, good to see you Crystal, and her sister Elizabeth. We have people like Becky and people like Ariel back there and Delilah and Jenny Reyes and Joanne and Ileana and Lorena and John. You better say hi. They carry the load and they fulfill the responsibility of greeting and or sanitation, temperature checks. And then we have at the door Robert Olguin that serves it up faithfully through ushering. And then we have here uh, Consuelo Rangel who supervises as well as superintends, but she also serves in making sure that week in and week out, what needs to get done is done. And a big thank you and shout out to Rupert Rangel, who serves it up in our sound booth. Along with Anthony Raina and my son Nathan, who is Nate the Great Menchaca. And Brittany, who I'm going to prophesy soon will be Menchaca. They serve it up behind the scenes, week in and week out. You don't understand that what they do, it may seem like a lesser work, but it is actually the greater work. Because without them, we could not accomplish what we are fulfilling week in and week out here. And then, even as I'm speaking right now, we have Marina and Teresa Rangel that are serving it up in kids ministry. And they do it with excellence. You see, people of humility, they choose differently. And people of humility think differently. The Bible tells us there in Philippians 2, 3, as well as verses 5 through 7. The second part of verse 3 says, Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. And then Paul goes on to write, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Another version says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. What's Paul saying? He's telling us, Like Jesus, our mindset should be to fulfill our responsibilities instead of fight for our rights. Like Jesus, our mindset should be to fulfill our responsibilities instead of fight for our rights. How this would change our marriages. How this would change the environment at our workplaces and even in our church, if we had the mindset of, "I'm here to fulfill my responsibilities instead of fighting for my rights." Again, Paul says that Jesus, watch this? He took. The humble position of a slave I want to ask you what position have you taken many believers like to talk about the fact that we are kings and priests which is revealed in Revelation 1 6 but they forget that Paul constantly referred to himself as a slave for Jesus in Romans 1-1, in Philippians 1-1, in Titus 1-1, he calls himself a slave for Jesus. Do you realize how many relationship problems would be solved if Christians acted with this kind of humility? Think servant, not Status. Put that in the chat. Think servant, not status. Some people need their feathers plucked because all they do is strut like peacocks. Do you know who I am? Do you not recognize... I want to go. and Now I know who you are. You're bald without anything to brag about. And and, and my wife can tell you, I, I get sick in the presence of people who carry on themselves like they're some big thing and wanting everybody to... just made it clear without me you are nothing that's right. that's right that's right i've been places i've done stuff i've been told this and that but one of the things i do and is when i'm done here i have to stoop and say lord angel knows I know where I was when you called me. I wasn't up in an ivory tower. I was in a pit. I was bound. I was broken. And yet you called me by name. And should I ever forget, remind me. It's not about who I am. It's about whose I am. He is the one who's worthy to be praised. somebody noted humility is not pushing ourselves forward nor is it pushing ourselves backwards it is forgetting ourselves and pushing others forward and upward one more thing about people of humility that Paul reveals is that they not only choose differently think differently they live people of humility live differently The Bible says there in Philippians 2, 8 of Jesus, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. What's Paul pointing out? Jesus lived to fulfill the will of the Father. We are called to live to fulfill God's will. That's why we're here. It's not about me, it's not about you, it's about Him. What does the Father will? What's He saying? What would He have me to do? Jesus put our needs before His. He thought that our need for salvation was more important than His need for comfort in heaven. Paul's encouragement is for believers to be like Christ, for our attitudes, to be like his, for our lives, to mirror his. Again, Paul says of Jesus in verses 6 and 7 of Philippians 2, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up. His divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Jesus' humility led him ultimately to the cross. The foot washing account that we looked at at John 13 is part of Jesus' story. But what about your story? Where are where are you holding on to tightly to the things that you want to? Your kingdom, your things, your dreams and aspirations. What do you need to let go of? Where or who can you serve? This upcoming week. See humility. Isn't so much a destination. To be reached. As it is an attitude. To be embraced. Paul says of Jesus. That he died. A criminal's death. On a cross. You know what the cross is? The cross. Is nothing. But I. Crossed out. The cross is nothing but I crossed out. Jesus did not live for self. He lived to fulfill the will of the Father. And so should we. I told you at the beginning of this series. That this series is also for anyone who wants to grow. In their understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And as a pastor I've heard people ask me. They would, they've asked me. Now, or they've said to me, Pastor, I really want to grow in my relationship with Jesus. I really want to grow in Christ. What do I need to do? Here's a key to growth in Christ. If you want to grow, get low. If you want to grow, get low. <laughs> you know why? Because when you and I learn to serve, And we learn to take interest in others. And we don't get caught up in, am I being recognized? Am I being served? But we just serve others. I'm telling you, it will be like a boomerang. Especially when you and I decide to do do it the way Jesus did. That the reason we serve is not to be recognized. It's not to gain a title. It's out of love. For the one who loved us unconditionally, the one who continues to love us faithfully, the one who loves us lavishly and generously. If you want to grow, get low. A former missionary told the story of two rugged mountain goats who met on a narrow pathway. On one side was a chasm a thousand feet deep. On the other, a steep cliff rising straight up. There was no room to turn around. And the goats could not back up without falling. So, what would they do? Finally, instead of fighting for the right to pass, one of the goats knelt down and became as flat as possible. The other goat then walked over him. And then they both proceeded safely. In a sense, that is what Jesus Christ did for you and me. He left heaven's glory and came to earth to die for our sins. He saw us trapped between our sin and God's righteousness with no way to help ourselves. He came in human likeness and took the form of a servant Philippians 2:5-8 teaches us then by dying for a sinful mankind he let us walk over him so that we could experience forgiveness and receive eternal life as we've also seen today Jesus demonstrated humility by coming to earth from heaven and washing the feet of his disciples When we choose to exercise humility We look more like Jesus Christ To the world around us I like what Pastor Robert Morris Shared in his Fresh Start Bible He writes, here is the best definition of humility I know Making yourself lower Than others, making yourself lower than others. Oh, but Pastor, you don't know. I don't. But he does. He does. You don't know the people I work with. Have you studied the lives of the people Jesus worked with? And yet he made himself lower than them. Listen, there are only two times when you need to take the low road. First, take the low road when you're wrong. Just admit it. Second, take the low road when you're right. Jesus did. Jesus was always right. And he still took the low road. The world says one ascends into greatness. The Bible reveals that one descends into greatness. Paul concludes the biblical passage on humility by stating Philippians 2 9 through 11 Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to The glory of God the Father. This is powerful. Because what it shows us is this. That when you serve out of love. And you live to serve the will of the Father. God is not a debtor to anyone. He will record. He will register what you do out of love. And for service unto him. As as he's directing you to do his will. And ultimately he will reward. We'll honor you. Woo! What are you saying today, Pastor? In the kingdom of God, the way up is down. In the way up is down. I look like I'm on boomerang right now, don't I? God promises to lift up those is to lift those who go low. James says in James 4.10, Humble yourselves therefore before the Lord and He will lift you up in honor. Peter then says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, say all, Whether you're younger or older, all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. Listen, if you will adopt and I will adopt the attitude of, I'm here not to push myself forward. I'm here to help somebody else's dream along. I'm here to help serve somebody else. Then, no matter what season we are in, if we're serving out of love, if we're serving out to honor someone, if we're serving in order that his name and his will may be promoted and may be Push forward, then you better believe that the day will come when He will elevate you. Like we saw last week in Joseph's life, He started in the pit, but then He ended up in Pharaoh's palace. Why? Because all along the way He served somebody else's dream and He did it with excellence. And I'm here to remind you God is faithful. He he does remember, he does record the good works that you do out of the right heart and out of the right motive, and he will elevate you at the right time. Ooh. So, no more. No. Yourself a towel. Yes. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Just keep your eyes open. Be on the lookout for opportunities. Uh-huh. The other day, my wife and I were shopping, and uh, she, she was out when you getting. I think it was you getting your contacts, and, and 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 I was on another another part, and. This lady. said, "Sir, yeah, could you get that down for me? Am I wearing a cotton? Am I wearing a Costco shirt? That's what you know. That that y'all don't act like you're you're so perfect and you don't think thoughts like that." I was like. I mean, do I look like? that? That's what was going on. And, and it's like, and the, the Holy Spirit, he don't let me off the hook. He's like, uh, I could hear him inside of me. Uh, 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 what do you, uh, excuse me, angel? What? What are you preaching about this upcoming week? Humility, yeah. Huh. ma'am, What would you like me to do for you? Could you get that down? Oh, sure. You know, outside it looked like, ooh, I was being a servant. But initially I was like, do you not recognize? (laughs) I got to fight it just like you. I got to fight it every day, every week. I got to fight it. But here's what I know. Every time I humble myself, he doesn't put his hand on me and then his thumb me down and say, why don't you just get it? When I humble myself, he's like, all right, now I'm ready to lift you. I'm ready to help you. Amen. So right now we're going to pray, whether you're here or on live stream, We're going to invite the Lord to work in us. Humility. The Bible says this. Humble yourselves because nobody can humble you except you. I can't humble you. You can't humble me. I can humiliate you and you can humiliate me. But this characteristic, I have to choose it. Humble yourself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. Father God, I pray, help me to identify with Jesus by the way I treat people. Whenever I am tempted to think more of myself than what I ought, remind me of my position before you. Help me to see others as worthy of my love and service. Remind me that in your kingdom, the first will be last. The last will be first. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to serve you through serving others. By your spirit, please help us. Strengthen us to be like Jesus. Help us to garner a towel. Help us to not just look around, but to see see what we ought to see the opportunities that you give us to demonstrate the humility of Jesus through service unto others I pray God here at CWC life That truly we would live by the value of towels over titles. Every leader, every worker, none of us coming to a place of thinking, I've done I've done my time. Lord, in your kingdom we never graduate from being your servants. It's to be a lifestyle. And it honors you because it's reflective of your character. And I'm so grateful so grateful every morning you serve up your mercies for me every day you make sure that goodness and mercy are following me you love me lavishly help me to love your way In Jesus name amen